this is an emergency of the weather something something. <laughs> the, the weather something like the weather service? Yes, the national the National Weather Hurricane Center. That doesn't sound right. No, I think it's just National Hurricane. Okay, whatever. Center. Yeah, there's a hurricane coming. There's a hurricane coming. Get your shit. Get out. <laughs> One of the best episodes of Golden Girls. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that was a good episode. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome back to the pod. This is Manny. And this is Sean. And together we make the Moss Podcast. podcast. Well, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> y'all, yes. Hurricane Ian is on its way. Happy its welcome way. back from vacation. Right? I mean, at least it didn't happen on while we were on vacation, because that would have oh, been bad, yeah. too. Our grill would have definitely killed somebody. Let's <laughs> hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Anyways, but in the midst of this, we're going to go ahead and record episode number seven. Yes, we did take last Sunday off. We were a little tired after the trip, so we, we couldn't muster it up. Yeah, you know, when you get back from vacation, you need a vacation from the vacation. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But Sunday was a nice, relaxing day. It was. Um, we didn't do too much. Did the little bit of laundry that we had to do. Yeah, because we're platinum. <laughs> People don't know what that means uh, if they don't travel on Carnival. <laughs> we're platinum on Carnival. We get free laundry. I feel kind of like a VIP. Um, VIP. Hey. Anyways, that was not planned. Was a lot of the shit that happens here is never planned. <laughs> I mean, some of it is not the not as being us. That's just the us. topics are planned. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so as you can tell, we just returned from vacation. We're back into the swing of things, preparing for a hurricane category four or three. Not sure. Mm. More to come. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I figured we would record while we have power, just in case we lose power. Absolutely. So in our segment, Inside the Podsters, today's question is, what is your favorite Disney movie or Pixar film? Um, This is really difficult because I have a top three. Um, So that's what I'm going to do, my top three. And if you don't like it, that's your damn extra all the time. So, in no particular order, Lion King, original. Uh, The Little Mermaid, the original. And maybe soon the live action. Haven't seen it yet, so can't place it there. Under the sea. Under the sea. And the one that is really underrated, which I would love to see get more love, Hercules. Hercules. Yes. I I don't know any more words. <laughs> <laughs> Bless my soul. Hurt was on a roll. Oh, yeah. Ariana saying that. It. Oh, my. Anyway, <laughs> what are yours? Um, so I made this question and I so many. Okay, oh. I just did a top three. You can. I don't least. have tops. <laughs> Um, inside joke for the games. Um, <laughs> oh wow, I can't recover from that. <laughs> um, so Moana, okay. wait, Coco number one, Moana number two, and then I don't know what comes after that. It could be The Lion King, it could be Encanto. I mean, we didn't didn't put a number on how many we had to do, so... Right. It's a lot. But truly, number one is Coco. Okay. Very touchy-feely movie. I like Coco. Pulls on your emotional strings. And Moana. I am Moana. And Inside Out. (gasps) Oh, my God. And Soul. I forgot about Soul. You know what? There's too many. There's too many. I can't name them all. It's too many, sorry. You're not going to get to know us that well with that one. (laughs) Just know we like a lot of Disney and Pixar films. (laughs) So what do you got for Hispanic Heritage Month for us? So I thought long and hard about what I would talk about today. Okay. For Hispanic Heritage Month. And I figured 
why not kind of turn it into one of our topics or blend it with one of our topics? Okay. Um, one of our topics today. I know some of y'all are sick and tired of me saying Bad Bunny. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Now, I promise you, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a Bad Bunny episode. It is a, I'm going to get to my point mm. through Bad Bunny. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be my Hispanic Heritage Month acknowledgement is we're going to talk about Puerto Rico. Okay. Okay. Because that's where I'm from. Okay. Okay. And the, there's a, that's a big topic. Well, it should be a bigger topic than it is, but it is yeah. a big topic. So, you know, a lot of our topics today kind of happened times we were getting ready to leave on vacation. True. So we might be a little behind here. But uh, the Friday before we left on the cruise, Bad Bunny tweeted, new video. And I was like, oh shit, new video. I knew he was recording this video in Puerto Rico. It's been on Twitter. And obviously it's a song called El Apagón, which in English is Blackout, Blackout. If, if you watch In the Heights, you know where that. Blackout, blackout. No. Yes. Okay. Anyways, there's some more trivia for you. <laughs> so he released this video, and when I looked at it, I'm like, oh my God, it's 22 minutes long. The song is not that 22 long. minutes long. <laughs> and as we sat down to watch it, it was a music video plus a mini documentary. I'll first talk on the video because it covered the island beautifully. Puerto Rico it showed. Uh, all our natural beauty, our people, the different shades we come in, because Puerto Ricans come in a lot of different colors. People tell me, you don't look Puerto Rican. I'm like, well, I didn't know I was supposed to look a certain kind of way to be Puerto Rican, but cool. So that's cool that it brings that reference back. And it showed some historical moments, Puerto Rico, some historical figures, inclusivity. There was a lot of gay flags or we're saying pride flags. There were a lot of pride flags. There were um, some trans flags as well as those people represented in the video. Yeah, there were some, some trans folks, drag queens. Again, something you would never see in a reggaeton video. But anyways, so this was beautifully done. I loved it. And then it... it slightly parts into a documentary throughout the video in the majority of the documentaries at the end. And the reason I wanted to make this a point to bring it up today is because I don't know if a lot of people know about what's happening on the island, what has been happening on the island. It's not happened overnight. And, you know, I figured I have a podcast. We have a podcast. Why, you know, I don't know that my reach is so far, but it makes me feel better that I can acknowledge my island uh, during Hispanic Heritage Month and bring to light what Bat Bunny was trying to bring to light through his video. So again, the song is El Apagón, Blackout. Puerto Rico's had some massive issues with um, its electricity infrastructure. The grid is poop, absolute poop, um, which was exacerbated by Hurricane Maria. Right. Um, and once again, we're back in the same place again because Puerto Rico was recently hit again with the hurricane. Not as strong, but Hurricane Fiona. 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 Fiona hit the island. And once again, it has displaced folks in the areas of electricity. And what's interesting here is because when this song came out, I already knew it was a political statement just by the wordings of the song and the way the song was carried, you know, he was pointing straight out to the problems that Puerto Rico is facing and continues to face. And what angers me here is that Puerto Rico signed a contract with a company called Luma Energy, which is a U.S. and Canadian company, uh, with the promise that they were going to just improve this motherfucking service. Well, they haven't. If anything, it's gotten worse. The grid still cannot manage storms, basic storms. Like my dad was there not too long ago. And he said power just go out on a normal rainstorm. Like what? 
in the fuck. Like a regular storm can't manage the damn grid and electricity to the communities of the island. Right. So that's number one. Number one issue Puerto Rico's facing. And let me tell you about this contract they signed. Um, so the contract they signed on the island, again, was with this company. Um, and these people are making, the executives are making $1.1 million. Can we just let that sink in? $1.1 million a year. And yet the grid is worse than when they came on board. Puerto Ricans are obviously frustrated. They've been, uh, you know, in the streets rioting. Well, not rioting. That's a terrible protest. Protesting. Thank you. We should riot the fucking governor's house. Shit. At this point, I'm sure he got fucking power. <laughs> Dumbass. Okay. There's going to be a lot of cussing in this one. Okay. So that's problem number one Puerto Rico has been facing. And Bad Bunny obviously highlighted that because that is the, the principle of that song, essentially. Um, is, is the electricity issue. Now, it's important that I mention uh, this person who is the reporter on the video uh, because, you know, a lot of the data's information I'm providing today is off of her reporting. Uh, she is big on TikTok, big on Instagram, and her name is Bianca Graula. Um, in the description of our pod, I think I'll add her as a credit in case you want to follow her. I do recommend following her on TikTok. She is bringing up all the issues the island's facing. She's an independent reporter on the island. She did an awesome job. You got anything to say on the electricity? I got to take a sip of water. Um, it's just horrible. Uh, when you contract a company to do something and then you pay your people are paying money, they're paying taxes, and you don't have electricity. Like, that was your whole job. Your whole job was to make sure that this island had power no matter what happens. And you're still collecting a fucking paycheck. And you're still collecting a check. Like, please. And another thing, blackouts have blown appliances, so people now have to buy new appliances. Uh, students have been doing their homeworks in the dark. Um, home medical equipments, people haven't been able to use it because of the blackouts. So it, it's not just a power grid issue. It is a massive, I would say, humanitarian issue. Like, people are losing food. They cannot keep their food chilled. You know, we're talking about throwing out food. Lost for words here on that one. So that's problem number one on this island. The video then went on to talk about the gentrification that's happening on the island. Yes, you heard that right. The gentrification happening in the very island of Puerto Rico. And I know we see gentrification here all the time. Like here in, in the Tampa area where we live, we've seen it like big time. So. He, in this reporting, they also show all the gentrification that's happening on the island. Now, Puerto Rico passed a law that they thought, or maybe they didn't think, maybe they already had bad intentions with this law. It was supposed to help the economic recovery of, on the island by uh, allowing folks to, from the mainland, go to Puerto Rico, set up a business. And not pay taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. No one wants to pay taxes. But the rich especially don't want to pay taxes. Right. So when I think about why the law came about, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, economic recovery. These people come invest in your island. Put the money back onto the island, to the people. That's not what they have done. These people are buying uh, properties. Displacing people. Like somebody was featured in the video, uh, they made $600 or they paid $600 a month for their um, apartment and the new owner has purchased it and now rent will be $2,500 for that same apartment. Yeah. 
That part of the, the documentary was super shocking because most of these people would just get a note on their door saying that they had 30 days to evacuate and get all their belongings out. The tax law that they passed basically allowed rich Americans to move to the island, open businesses, like you said, but treat it more as a loophole because they don't get taxed on the money that they make there. So they can go there and buy up a property, um, get kick people out and charge way more than the average Puerto Rican family could afford. And now these place, people don't have any place to go. And I guess with the idea that they would get maybe other Americans to move to Puerto Rico that would pay the prices to, to live in these. I don't know who you're trying to get to stay in these condos. No, the average median salary in Puerto Rico is $1,800 or less. Right. A month. We're not talking about bi-weekly. Right. And you're going to put up a property for $2,500? You're, you're pricing out the Puerto Rican. Right. And at the same time, I don't think they actually... Obviously, they don't care. Um, but it's more so about not having taxes on the income that they make from this, these businesses. Yeah. It also keeps them from paying taxes in stocks, cryptocurrency, and real estate investments. Right. Over 3,000 people living currently on the island are taking advantage of this or have dealings on the island. And they have bought up so many properties and have displaced so many people in doing so. There was even a school that they bought to turn into apartments. Yeah. I mean, the view is absolutely beautiful. It's one of the areas they talked about was uh, Puerta de Tierra, which is kind of along the coast of San Juan. And beautiful views. I can see why they're doing it. But right. the premise of this law was to help ec economic recovery. But it seems like we're just recovering for the people who are already rich. Right. The corrupt politicians on the island. But the people of Puerto Rico are now left with a 30-day notice telling you, get the fuck out. It's so sad. Like, I, I, I know there were problems with the governor of Puerto Rico, um, and there's been problems with them. But to be born on that island, raised on that island, and then to basically turn it over to rich Americans... To basically rape and pillage it of its beauty is, I just don't see how you, greed is a motherfucker. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but like, how much money do you need? Right. There are people out here that have more money than they can spend in a lifetime, but they want more. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, Puerto Rico's always been fucked. Let's call it. From the moment Spain invaded the island, Puerto Rico's been fucked. From the moment they invaded to the moment the U.S. invaded, took over, fucked. Fucked three, fucked, fucked. And it's sad because the people of Puerto Rico are having to find places on the island to relocate. Deeper into the island, might be further from their jobs. Or some of them are having to relocate to the States. Oh. With little money. And we all know the real estate in the U.S. is garbage right now. Like, you can't buy a house for 300000 You can't rent an apartment for less than maybe $1,800. Yeah, it's crazy. And here you are now displacing all these people. What economic recovery are we doing? And then my whole thing is, like, once these people buy up all these properties, no one's staying here. You force people out. These people have made money. Let's say they leave the island. So now, what, do you, what did you gain? What did you gain? They're just going to continue to take and take and take until their pockets are full. Yeah. And then when they have no need for Puerto Rico anymore, they vanish. That's the same shit that happened with... Organizations previously that were given tax exemptions to operate on the island. When those exemptions weren't there or they didn't find it economical anymore, they fucking packed up and left. PepsiCo is one of them. 
Yeah. They closed one of their plants on the island. I don't remember if they completely removed, but the amount of people they displaced from employment in this very small city. Like, this is what fucking organizations do. They get a tax exemption. They go in. They hire up all the locals, pay you fucking minimum wage. And then when, you, when they're done, you're disposable. Fuck you. Goodbye. Right. And this, this wasn't in the documentary, but I've seen it on TikTok afterwards. Um, how a lot of these cryptocurrency investors that were living on the island once the hurricane was coming, they fled the island. Yeah. Um, I saw one today. I almost threw my phone. Because <laughs> he was like, with a grin on his face, he's like, oh, hurricane coming, deuces, I'm out. I'm like, you son of a fucking prick. But that, I mean, that's, that's just their mentality. The, the douchebaggery, rich, typical person is what we're talking about and i don't want to say white person because i i don't i don't know from what we saw in the documentary most of these were were white men um but i don't want to paint that brush um as that is the only people that are doing this because i don't know what i do know is that when this island really needed you y'all packed up and bounced and you're not going to put this money back into this island after this hurricane has come through and the people are even more displaced than they were before. You just hopped on in your car, went on down to the airport, hopped on your little private jet and went right back to L.A. or wherever you were from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I found that fucking prick, I would probably punch him in his goddamn face. Like, who the fuck are you? You come into our country. Our country. Come into our island <laughs> and you create some fucking business that's not providing any recovery to the island besides your fucking pocket because you're paying these people minimum wage. Right. And then you're going to just hop on your little plane because, oh, the power's going out. Meanwhile, everybody else is living over there with it. And yes, I understand I'm not living on the island. I'm trying to bring awareness as Bad Bunny brought awareness. To an issue that I feel only gets reviewed in the national media two days before a hurricane hits and maybe a week after. Right, because Puerto Rico still is struggling and we have moved on. Like, we were watching the news today and there was no mention of Puerto Rico. No, no mention. Now, if you check out that, that young journalist that I'm telling you about, she's giving you the facts. She's on the island and the, her last post that I saw was, Um, instead of the electricity getting better, it's getting worse currently. So instead of them actually fixing shit, somehow we're going backwards. I I don't get it. I absolutely, it blows my mind. Um, Since this gentrification comes from the law that we've talked about, La Ley 22, which is now uh, Law 60, it's changed a little bit. Um, I said 3,000 people were, were taking advantage of this. They've acquired 28 properties throughout the island uh, and have, uh, in, in conclusion of this, 600 schools have closed. So some of them are also eventually going to be acquired as well. But it's because we're pushing people out of these areas. So schools are closing. The students aren't there. Right. We're pushing them into less popular, dense areas or whatnot. Like we're creating a humanitarian nightmare on this island, which something should have, which was, Supposed to be because economic recovery, which I don't know who's seen the economic recovery. It's not the people of Puerto Rico. Oh, wait, I could tell you who. The fucking corrupt government of Puerto Rico. $240,000 has been donated to politicians with this law in act. Of course it has, because they will keep the law intact and more people will come and take advantage of the island and the tax loop and continue to make money off of it. Yeah. Like, let me tell you what one of these dipshits said. And he's part of the, I think it was called the Prism Group, who has a large share of properties on the island. Which, mind you, uh, a lady was renting for $600 a month. This is a different building. And now they are, have turned them into Airbnbs and are charging $150 a night. Huh. Again, let me tell you what this dipshit said. 
Um, what the fuck is his name? His name is Frederico. Oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> Frederico Stuba Asaragua. He speaks Spanish. I don't know where the fuck he's from. So that's why we can't say just white. I don't know where the fuck he's from. I should have Googled him before. I, I can't even say his name. But this is what he said when a reporter asked him, should we get rid of Le Bentido? Which is a tax, let's call it a tax loophole for Americans. His response was, Puerto Rico would turn into a huge ghetto. It would bring poverty to the island. Well, motherfucker, if you so goddamn rich, why the fuck ain't you pumping, pumping that money back into the island? But, I mean, that, that makes no sense to me. Um, what you're doing is creating a ghetto. What you're doing is creating pro- poverty. You are bringing poverty. You are pushing people out of their homes and they have nowhere to go. That's the same thing we do here in America. Yeah. Gentrification doesn't change where you, no matter where you are, when you push people out of an area and you want to make an area, quote unquote, nicer, um, which really just means more expensive. Um, well, I mean, most of it is, or some of it is public housing. Right. That's being taken away. Right. So these people don't have anywhere to go. So you're, you're feeding poverty more. You're exactly. feeding homelessness more. But all the while, your pockets are getting lined and getting bigger. The, the, what he said doesn't make any sense. I have choice words for him. Like, Puerto Rico would be a huge ghetto. You're creating the fucking ghetto, you dipshit. Because the economic recovery that this law was supposed to help with is not working. It's filling your little pockets and your minions with money. And then you're slowly dispersing it to the... To the politicians on the island. Now, exactly. Puerto Rico's always had corrupt government. People talk the U.S.'s go- government is corrupt. G- let me introduce you to the island of Puerto Rico and their dipshits of politicians. The last thing this video touched about was the beaches. Puerto Rico beaches are public. There are no private beaches. But these dipshits, I'm going to keep calling them dipshits. I like that. I feel that word. These dipshits are creating properties that are blocking access to the beaches. So now it becomes what? Private property. So people can't go through these properties now to the beaches anymore in a specific place in Dorado. And this is where they're starting. It's anticipated to move throughout the island. So now you're taking away the beaches from the people. Public, there's a law, public. It's public beaches. So these people are building houses that constrict the private areas or the public areas where you can get to the beaches. And now to the point to where um, we were watching the video and she's like, the reporter's like, so we can walk towards the beach? She's like, yeah, we can walk to the beach. It's like a mile and a half. And then we have to cross a bunch of rocks to get to the public beach because the houses have now closed the public access to the beaches. Right. And when I think about the video again, El Apagón, you know, there's a part in there where um, girlfriend, not his girlfriend, I don't know what she is right now, where she's like, yo no me voy de aquí, I'm not going to leave here. Que se vayan ellos. That they leave. Que se vayan ellos. She's like, this is my beach or my sand. This is my sun. I never put that would be another political statement in the video, but he brought it well into the documentary here where now there's a fight of beaches where people can't access the beaches. There was a particular property uh, that was being built where they decided to create a pool on public beach space. And the people of Puerto Rico fought it and fought it and fought it. A judge finally ruled the pool could not be constructed on a public access beach. The condo community decided not to really tear it down. So what did the people do? They tore it down for them. We tore it down for them. And I applaud every single one of them. In America, we may call that woke or we might call it, what's that other bill? That dictator passed, the riot bill. 
I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of the name of it. He has so many. Yeah. That here in America, we probably would have put us all in jail. But I'm proud of those people because they fought for what was theirs. The beaches are public on the island of Puerto Rico. And I can't continue to talk about this. <laughs> it's so long. But what I'm telling you, my listeners, if you, can, if you share any of our podcasts, share this one. Bring awareness to what's happening on the island of Puerto Rico. Uh, we are being displaced. We don't have electric resources to the point where they're trying to take the damn beaches away from us. Like they literally, I guess, want Puerto Ricans to live in the middle of the island and it's surrounded by rich people on the outskirts. But it's, that is the thing. It is Puerto Rico. Puerto Ricans are born there. Puerto Ricans live there. Puerto Ricans die there. This is not some little island that's private in Mexico where you can come and build your high rise and make a pretty penny. That's not what this is. And it's sad to see a people be moved out of their homeland or their homeland taken from them, essentially by their own people, because the government... Yeah, they don't give a shit. Are, are allowing this to happen? Yeah, they're yeah. We're gonna take away their public housing. Sure, fucking tear it down. It's ridiculous, super ridiculous. So, my quest for all of you as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month: look at your look at your Hispanic heritage, see what's going on in your countries, your islands. But please, if you're traveling to the island of Puerto Rico, I know it's a beautiful place to vacation. The beaches are gorgeous. The people are amazing. Our food is really fucking bomb. <laughs> but please do something for the island. Maybe one of your days on your vacation, you go volunteer somewhere. Do something good for them. Because the more we go there in vacation, the more the need for these dipshits, they see the need and they continue to outbuy people from their housing and continue building properties. Hey y'all, it's Manny. Yeah, I got a little emotional there in that previous segment, but hey, I'm proud of being Puerto Rican. Soy orgulloso de mi patria. Orgulloso de ser boricua. If you'd like to help the island, there are specific organizations that uh, work on the island, and I would recommend going with those instead of you know, the big, like, Red Cross and all those. Not to say they're not good, but definitely these organizations have been true to uh, money going directly to the people. So donations for PuertoRico.com is one of those places you'd want to go. It lists a bunch of different organizations that you can seek to help, either monetary or through donations, or if you're ever on the island, maybe you want to volunteer. That would be a good one to do. Again, that's donation for PuertoRico.com, D-O-N-A-T-I-O-N-F-O-R-P-U-E-R-T-O-R-I-C-O.com, or the Hispanic Federation, who also has offices in the island on the island of Puerto Rico, uh, and also currently working uh, to help with the hurricane recovery. Now, back to more show. Well, it's a lot going on, on the island. Please go watch the video. Put on the the, the cat. What is it called? Caption. Yeah. Turn it into English if you need to, or whatever language you prefer, and watch it. It is a great, insightful documentary. More people need to see this. I'm proud for Bad Bunny doing this and leveraging his platform to bring awareness because we don't talk about the little island in the Caribbean. No, I had no idea about this until we watched the video in the documentary afterwards. Yeah. I knew about that law. I knew about the electricity. I had seen the beach uh, issues. It's just... Like, this just put everything into perspective, though. Right. And and gave it to you in a digestible way. Right. It was a lot covered in 22 minutes. Yeah. Crossing that ocean back to the land of we don't welcome immigrants, <laughs> the United States of America. Yeah, so this happened 
really before we left as well. Um, our governor, Dictator DeSantis. Another uh, dipshit. <laughs> decided to fly some immigrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Um, yeah, that, that, I said that right. Our governor, the Florida governor, sent immigrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. He said they were here from Florida. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, somebody looked up that flight route. (sighs) So on the 14th of September, dozens of migrants um, to the U.S., most of them Venezuelan, were transported via private jet from... pause. I love my people from Venezuela. But when you come to this goddamn country, remember this. The Republicans that you vote for, because there's a huge influx of of Venezuelans that are voting Republican. This is what they did to your people. Treated you like fucking trash, put you on a goddamn plane, and shipped you somewhere. I'm heated. Okay. Um, and not the way Beyonce, Beyonce said. Um, <laughs> cool off. Um, <laughs> anyway, they were transported via a private jet from San Antonio, Texas to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. There were 50 people that arrived on two chartered planes. There was also a videographer who documented the trip. And if that isn't political theater, I don't know what is because... He basically put this uh, videographer on the plane to capture the reaction of the people of Martha's Vineyard when they got there because nobody told them that they were coming. No one said anything or gave them a heads up. He just put them on the plane and sent them there. That's not sleazy at all. I mean, essentially human trafficking. And we'll get into that. Um, when they arrived, uh, they were greeted, thankfully, um, to people who were very welcoming, um, who brought them food and water and gave them shelter and treated them like the respectable human beings that they are. Um, because these, these are people. We have to remember that these are human beings. It wasn't like he shipped a bunch of llamas from Mm -hmm. one state to another state. Not that that would be okay either, but (laughs) these are living, breathing human beings that were tricked into getting onto a plane where they were promised jobs and economic opportunity to be citizens here. And ship to a place that they don't know. Now, to get into this, um, three of the 48 Venezuelan migrants have decided to sue Ron DeSantis and other Florida officials on behalf of the whole group. Do it. Uh, They accuse DeSantis of conducting a premeditated, fraudulent, and illegal scheme. I mean... For the sole purpose of advancing their own personal, financial, and political interests, yes. which is a read within itself. Now, here's the here's here's the thing. Um, they allegedly used a, and I forget the word that they call the guy, but they used another Venezuelan. They paid him money to kind of trick these people to say, "Hey, I know such and such," and they're going to be able to get us on this plane and it's going to, I forgot where they said they were going to take them, but basically, you know, we'll have jobs there. There's jobs for us. Um, there's housing for us. We'll be able to start the process for our citizenship. You just got to come with me. So they hired an actor. Yes, basically. And this person was able to lure them into this trap. Um, and that's, that's another reason why DeSantis is, is in trouble. Because is he really? It it I get it. Most politicians, you know, Greg Abbott has done this. He has put migrants on a bus, sent them to DC. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he said he'll continue to do this, just like DeSantis said. He will continue to put migrants on planes and send them to other states. But the, the tricky part here, sir, is that you didn't cross all your T's and dot all your I's. Yeah, he was more interested in the political wind that he would get off. Exactly. So the reason why he may be in trouble this time for this specific reason, one, they gave them documents. They gave them a, what the lawyer called a cartoonish map, which was basically a map of the, the United States um, with like an arrow on it, which I don't, I don't see how, what are you telling them? Where am I going? Um, a lot of them were nervous when they arrived to Martha's Vineyard because they were told that they had a court date that they had to be at on that Monday morning. And most of those court dates were in different states. Uh, I believe one was in Colorado. Um, one was in Virginia. So like these people were worried that they would get in trouble if they didn't make their court date. So just giving them false information. So we have false information, potential kidnapping, potential human trafficking. All of these are things that will stand up in a court of law, and he has to answer for. The real kicker, though, is that he used taxpayer money to do this. What? No. Not DeSantis using taxpayer money. The migrants' lawsuit claims that they were essentially swindled into agreeing to travel to Martha's Vineyard aboard two flights chartered by Florida officials. The flight cost more than $600,000 in taxpayer money. They argue that um, other Florida officials schemed to target the migrants on streets outside of a migrant shelter in San Antonio, Texas, offering them McDonald's gift certificates and other assistance if they boarded the flights. And listen, I don't blame these people for taking these these misleading like you just got here, right? Like right, you just got here and you don't have a way of life. You want to become a citizen. You want to do the right thing. A lot of them that's they wanted to do it the right way. And so they thought that by going along with this and they were promised these things by Florida officials, by people in the government, then you are supposed to believe our government. Right, because they have a vision of what America is, but isn't in reality. So the issue with him using the taxpayer dollars is that he contracted the plane through this company. What is the name of this place? Oh, I know where you're going. Yes. Vitral Systems Company, Inc. They have contributed tens of thousands of dollars to super PACs backing Florida GOP candidates, which isn't unusual. There are plenty of companies here yeah. in Florida that fund GOP. Publix. <laughs> GOP candidates. You, you are right. Um, but here's the kicker. Matt Gates, you know that Matt Gates, the one who likes 14-year-olds. Um, he fucking dipshit. <laughs> he was one that funded this company. I believe he may also be like one of the founders of it. The company has been paid one point. Wait, is he going to use a PPP loan to offset the cost? <laughs> I mean, they're good. They're good for telling other people like they don't want other people to use government assistance. But they use government assistance to their advantage. They use every fucking loophole. I hate it here. Um, the company was paid $1.6 million so far. And the contract uh, is totaled to be $12 million, supposedly to cover future shipments of migrants to other states. But the budget authorizes the program that DeSantis uses to do this. The wording in it is different than what they did. So basically, there's kind of a loophole here where this may be an illegal... I mean, it, all of it sounds very illegal to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he hasn't covered himself, and he thought he did, based on the law that he already passed. It's because he keeps doing snaky things. It, and what does Nene Lee say? 
You never win when you play dirt. You never win, you play dirt. So basically, they they call them unauthorized aliens. That's what it's called in the bill. But Venezuelans seeking asylum are not considered unauthorized aliens. Mm-hmm. So be, because of that, they are allowed to be in this country. So essentially, he took people that are allowed to be here and he's calling them illegal aliens and he shipped them to a different state, which their lawyer says could be considered kidnapping, could be considered human trafficking. So they definitely have a case against him. And I'm looking forward to them taking him to court and winning because I want the best for these people because they deserve. Yeah. And I hope they don't forget who did it. He is also in trouble because the Democratic sheriff in Texas has questions. Why are you in my state? Um, Who authorized this? Why did they fly from Texas? Florida. Yes. So Because they went Texas, Florida, North Carolina. Right. Martha's Vineyard. So there's a lot of questions there, and that may also be a separate lawsuit against DeSantis. Lots of lawsuits for that man. I'm praying to God that he loses every one of them. Puerto Rico, corrupt. Florida, corrupt. This is why people don't want to vote. So... They, they were asking to see the contract between um, the state of Florida and this uh, company that uses the planes to take the migrants to different states. They refused to publicly um, show the contract or say what's in the contract. Uh, the contract would be evidence that the activity was contrary to the budget line, says um, John Mills, who is a lawyer and former speaker of the Florida House. And if he doesn't produce the contract, when this goes to court, I'm sure things will come out there. He's just trying to really cover his ass. This has the potential to really knock him down. I know it was, it's just political theater. And that's the reason he's doing it. And he says he will continue to do it. But if this lawsuit goes to trial and it does turn out that he lied to these people um, and they can prove it. And I mean, you sent a videographer along with these people like. Like how sleepy When people do crimes and you videotape yourself, I don't know how dumb you can be. It's like the people on January 6th sending fucking text messages. Text messages, Snapchats, voicemails. Like, when you do illegal shit, maybe don't use a phone. Don't use a camera. I said all the time when we're watching cops, use your blinker, make a full and complete stop. Because that's how these people get caught all the damn time. It is. You be doing the dumbest thing and know you got... I don't know, some, like the guy we saw the other day, he had uh, crack in his car or cocaine. Mm-hmm. Talking about, I found it outside. Then why did you put it in your car? Right. And look, we're not condoning violence or breaking the law. I'm just saying, like, you out here creating disasters and not covering your tracks. Especially when you go out and create a little, like, you know, that, that mo- movement in, in movies where they open the window and they're like, oh, right. That, that's what he was doing when he got this flight out in the air and it landed. He was like, oh, and then people were like, nah, bitch, <laughs> you, you forgot to cover some tracks there. You know, flight aware is free and you can see where that flight was tracked. Right. So basically, DeSantis is doing what Republicans do best when they have a topic, abortion, um, and it gets a little heated. And they start to lose, you know, primaries over it. Uh, uh, Most Republicans that are are running for office now have kind of backed off of that. And we've moved on to the next thing on their target list, which is immigration and the border. Always go back to immigration. It's either one or the other. They ping pong between the two. Whichever one is getting too much heat, then we'll we'll go back to the other one. Move the collar to the back, bring the corn to the front. And since Lindsey Graham wanted to pipe up talking about a national abortion ban, Republicans have kind of 
slid away from abortion. They don't really talk about it as much anymore because it's become a very heated topic. So now we've moved on to the border, which when 45 was in office, all he talked about was building this fucking wall. Y'all built a half-ass wall that people can easily scale. It was falling apart, actually. And now you want to ask um, Biden what he plans on doing with the border. Let me tell you something. Since I can remember, the border has been a crisis. Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green Party. Her, her, everybody. everybody. Nobody has stepped up to the plate and sat down and tried to fix it. All we've done is Band-Aid. Band-Aid, Band-Aid, Band-Aid. We either Band-Aid or we talk about it until we blow in the face and then nobody still does anything about it. Right. Like... Fix the damn system from the, from the beginning to the end. Building a wall is not going to work. It's not. Keeping these people out is not going to work. Like, we cannot call ourselves the country, of the melting pot of the world, when we don't even have a, a thorough immigration system in place. We don't. It's, 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 it's a long process. It's a hard process. And I commend the people that do it and do it the right way. But, you know, people are fleeing countries where they're at war, where every day they may be in the middle of a drug cartel shootout and they have nothing to do with this. All they're doing is seeking asylum. All they're doing is seeking safety. Well, I mean, we can thank 45 for really amping up well, immigrants you, being rapists, killers, and murderers, and whatever the hell he's That man did a lot of damage to our way of life, to our democracy, to... The way government works, like he did what he set out to do, mm-hmm. which was basically just cause disruption and chaos, which is where I feel our current climate is because Republicans are just out here saying anything to get elected and doing the most and not doing any governing. You're you're not you're not doing anything. You're not making any bills. You're not. The only thing you're trying to do is control people. You're, tra- you're taking away rights and you're trying to tell people what they can and can't do. Yep. That's what you're doing. You're not helping anybody. This magical medical plan that y'all came up with after, I don't know, 10 years ago, after Obamacare, still haven't seen it. Trump said it was going to be big and beautiful. Still haven't seen it. Yeah. I- you don't have it. Anyway, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, love her. Um, She's sassy as hell. Told reporters on Tuesday, well, this would be before we left Tuesday, that DeSantis' only goal, as he's made it really quite clear, is to create chaos using immigrants fleeing communism as political pawns. It's about creating political theater for him. It's not about getting to a solution. And that's, that's with all of you. All of you, he, he called out political theater when he was at USF and told those kids to take those masks off. Told. He screamed out. He did. He said, this is nothing but political theater. My dude, that is all you do. It's political theater. And I know it's because you're running in 2024. It, it's, you're not fooling anybody. We know that you're trying to win re-election here in Florida, and I hope you lose that. There's a small chance of it, but I hope you do. But everything you do from the woke act to um, the don't say gay bill to flying these immigrants out. All of this is theater you're doing. You're putting on a show for people that go up for this kind of behavior. Yeah, I love it. They believe their narrative. Right. And all you, you're, you're not giving a solution to anything. All you're doing is creating more chaos. And I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of our political climate. I'm so sick of politicians just being out here wilding and saying whatever the fuck they want to and thinking that they can control what I do on my everyday basis of life here on this earth. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of his stunts and shows. I'm sick of his face. Yeah, every time I see his face, I'm like, oh. I just want to 
I just want to punch him. I Ooh, did. No, don't say that. I can say what I want. FBI, he is playing. He is not. The first one. The first him. one. I know y'all only care about the Second Amendment, but the first one actually gives me freedom of speech. And I can say whatever I want to say against him. You can't do a thing about it. You might have beefed up. Oh, he's shaking the whole And got mad at Disney when they called you out on your bullshit. So you took away their toys. And you think you can just run over people because they disagree with you? But that was the whole point of the First Amendment. Maybe you should go live in North Korea. Who? Him? DeSantis. Yeah, sure. Shoot him on. Fits well there. I feel like all of you MAGA Republicans should get, you the know. Fuck out. Well, that. Or we could just pick a Midwest state and y'all can pick that and that's where y'all live. Mariah Carey said. <clears throat> How about you get the fuck out? I love that song. Get the fuck out. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's my that's my topic for this week. Girl, this has been heavy. It's it's been a little heavy. A little heavy. <laughs> but like these are real issues that are happening, and I think the people bring need awareness to know about it. Yeah. Well, last podcast we launched a new segment. That Manny did not provide a thorough name for and still has not provided <laughs> such. So we're just going to say spooky season. <laughs> Last week we talked about movies and TV shows that we want to watch or recommended to get you in the mood for Halloween time. Yeah. This year we want to talk about some. This episode. This, what did I say? This year. <laughs> <laughs> this episode. I'd like to tell you about. Our next topic in spooky season. Now, for those of you that don't know, bonus. Sean and I are very big Halloween Horror Nights fans. Yeah, I love HHN. We go every year. Usually. Spend too much money. I mean, sometimes it's worth it and sometimes it's really not. No. <laughs> so this year, we decided that we want to search out some local haunts uh, within the Florida area. Um, one of them that's been around for quite some time and has pretty much grown into a very big event is called here locally, Grimageddon. Yes. I used to work at a place up near where Screamageddon is and driving home from work, I would always see the billboards and I had coworkers that went and said they had a good time, but like we never, we just never did it. Yeah. So, so we've made a focus this year again to just focus on local haunts. We're planning on going. We were planning on going this weekend, but we don't know what Hurricane Ian is going to do uh, to Florida. Yeah, um, pretty the, much. <laughs> their event is primarily outside, whereas Halloween Horror Nights has a lot of sound stages. We'll have to see if if I'm hopeful, you know, the park withstands or whatnot. But and then another local haunt we've been looking at. Is Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. Yes, which is another local haunt, which I, they have a podcast and I started listening to it and I didn't realize how long they had been around. I didn't either. When you told me it was like, what, 10 years? Almost 10 years, I think. I was like, what? Yeah. I feel like I just heard about it maybe two years ago. Right. We saw um, one of the YouTube people we watch that does reviews yeah. got invited to a media event. Vincent Bishop. Um And I was like, oh, this looks like a great thing. So... All this to say, we obviously in this pad cannot tell you all the local haunts you might be able to check out. But definitely check out those local haunts. I mean, these are usually homegrown, you know, local artists, instructors. Yeah. Not to say Halloween Horror Nights doesn't do that, but let's I mean, face it, they use large mega corporations to build their houses. Love Halloween Horror Nights. It is a staple um, for spooky season for us. Mm -hmm. Um Hollow Scream at Bush Gardens <clears throat> can be hit or miss, but it is also a staple. It's crap. Um, but I mean, harness just gets more expensive every year. And I feel like there's more people every year. So like if you want to get through all the and they they also increase the houses to 10. It used to be like eight houses. You can't do everything in one night without express. Without express, which express is the same price as the ticket. So it's like you're paying double. Yeah. Or you got to really hustle and 
depending on weather, you might not be able to hustle sometimes. Right. And I hate to spend all that money and I don't get to see all the houses. Right. I and I don't that. have time to go back. I don't have time for a frequent fear pass. Right. I'm here today. I want to see all this shit today. Right. Um, so, yeah, we, we're excited to check out some different Halloween haunts and, you know, yeah. get that experience. Support local businesses. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, we, we do shop local, support your Local haunts. <laughs> you know, sometimes these local haunts are twice as scary than these mega ones because they don't have to push through thousands of people within an hour. Like at Halloween Horror Nights, you really can't enjoy the house. You miss scares because you're bumper to bumper traffic up in there. Yeah, it's basically like a train, like right behind each other. Go, go, go. And you, by the time like you're in the house, you've like... Most of the time, the scare has already happened yeah. or the scare happens behind you. And it's, it kind of sucks when that happens. Yeah, because the whole point of this is get scared. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. So check out your local haunts. If you're in the Florida area, definitely check these two out. They seem to be top-notch events. We'll yeah. definitely uh, recap when we go um, and let y'all know what our experiences was like. Yay. So as we're rounding out here, our pod today... What is something positive or something that you're living for this week? What I'm living for this week? Um, you know, I don't know if I have much. I guess the fact that I'll be working from home the whole week since the office will be closed due to the hurricane. Yeah, see, work from home isn't good for corporations because, you know, collaboration and we need to be in the office. But. A fucking storm comes like, <laughs> yeah, you can work from home all week. No problem. We're going to trust you just this one week that you can just work from home all you want. I mean, I, I usually work from home three days a week. Um, I, know. I work from home every day. Yeah, he works from home every day. <laughs> I'm just talking about these shady ass companies out here that keep bringing people back to work. Talking about you need to come to work because we don't know if you're working. But I've been working this whole time. Yeah. We did. We all did work from home for two fucking years, and yeah. businesses kept running. People, people know how to do work life balance. They know how to get their work done, and they know how to get stuff done around the house at the same time. Like people figure that out, which is why people like working from home. Exactly. That's a whole other fucking. Topic. It is a whole other topic for a whole other pod. Anyway, <laughs> uh, for me, I don't. Anything. You know, I'm still gelling from the vacation, kind of that vacation high. Yeah. Still living in that moment. That was a fun time. And we will bring you a review of yes. the Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. And probably a special pod. Ooh. <laughs> special edition of Nightline. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Yes. Once again, thanks again for always listening, following, and please do share us. Um, I think the messages here are very important. Not that the other ones weren't. Yeah. But like bringing more awareness to the island of Puerto Rico is important. I can't recap everything. It was a 22 minute video. I can't put it into a small 15 minute podcast segment. Right. <laughs> Go watch it. Um, digest it for yourself. You know, we will put a link to the uh, donation fund. In our pod description, um, we have it. We have it on our Instagram. But in case you didn't see our story or our reel, um, we will or add a Twitter it, or a Twitter. <laughs> we will add it to our pod description. Um, anything else we should add? No, nah, I'm gonna add uh, Bianca's. That's what I was TikTok IG. Okay, because she's she's consistently reporting, and you can. If you don't want to believe me and what I'm telling you or Bad Bunny, go watch her. She's on the ground. Right. Um, and you can also follow our, follow us on social and we can uh, keep the conversation going there. Yes. Um, thank you to all our new followers on Instagram. I got quite a few. Uh, so you can follow us at Moss underscore podcast. Or on, on Twitter. Instagram. Oops, sorry. I got head <laughs> Or you can follow us on Twitter at Moss underscore podcast 22. And you can also email us at Manny and Sean at gmail.com. M-A-N-N-Y-A-N-D 
S-H-A-W-N at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow our pod on your favorite platforms to receive alerts when our new pod is out. And don't forget to write a review, which helps our pod grow. And as always, as we say here at the Moz Podcast, do something good for yourself. Then do something good for someone else. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were going somewhere with that. And I was like, what? I know. I I thought I was too. My brain was like, do something with that. And then I was like, nah, I can't think of anything. Next week, guys, I will be back with talking about She-Hulk and House of the Dragon. I'm trying to catch up. Also, this isn't the review to show podcast. I know that. I'm just telling the people they might miss. I'm going to give you like three minutes. Three minutes? Yes. You get long winded talking about She-Hulk and Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever you're Pirates of the Caribbean. Whatever the hell that show is. Game of Thrones. That thing. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Who fucking cares? A lot of people, actually, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe y'all can flame me in the socials. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. Come at (laughs) it. Anyway. All right. Thanks again for all the love and support. We hope uh, you will come back. And continue listening to us. Yes. And we next week, we'll probably try to incorporate the reviews that we receive and read you on the air. And again, if you want us to shout out your social, make sure that you put it in, in the review. Yeah. You don't have to be in Florida. Like, no. We have listeners everywhere. 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 Everywhere you go. Everywhere you look is a smile. How about you get the fuck out? (laughs) That goes to you, DeSantis. How about you get the fuck out of the government, Puerto Rico? How about you? We're going to be here all night. Never mind. How about all you motherfuckers get the fuck out? Not y'all. Y'all come back and listen to us. Yes, please. We got episode eight coming back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a good week. Right. And if you were in Florida, stay safe. Yeah, and Georgia. Apparently, Georgia's going to get it, too. Oh, and Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big boy. Oh, God. He gets thick, as Beyonce says. <laughs> so Watch my technique. <laughs> That's my best. Anyway. All right, y'all. <laughs>